It's the Loyal Littles Podcast with our special Meet the Littles guest star, Mr. Adam Benson. Yay! We're going to meet the Littles, your favorite segment in ours. We're going to meet a guest who's far but not from Mars. It's time to turn our mics on. It's time to hop on Skype. It's time to call our guest who's sure to gain some hype. Why do you always listen to each and every show? It makes us all so happy. More happy than you know. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. And now let's get things started. Why don't we get things started? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, little conditional. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast! How about that, Loyal Littles? All right, settle down, settle down. How about that for an homage to the Muppet Show premiering on Disney Plus? Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and happy Cherry Pie Day, happy Muffin Day, happy Love Your Pet Day. There are so many. Welcome, Roxy, back to the show. Thanks, Chuck. Hi, everyone. Hey, and Roxy, we have a new friend joining us today. Please, for the first time, welcome to the show, Tony LaPage. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Hey, I'm awesome. How you guys doing? Now, Tony, we just got some information for life for us a couple minutes ago before you came on. Right. And I feel horrible. I've known you for years, and I didn't know your name. Can you explain really. that? Like, oh. <laughs> he's like, well, you know my name's not Tony, right? I was like, what? You is, really is don't that's... know me at all. I mean, it's, it's I'm such an enigma of a, of a human, really. I mean, yeah. I, I, well, Tony, real quick, introduce yourself to the Loyal Littles. Just give them a quick little rundown, and we're going to really get to meet you later on, but go ahead. Yeah, so I'm Tony LaPage, but for those of you out there who like trivia about someone relatively unknown and unimportant it's my full name is joel anthony lapage and there it is that's incredible it's really no idea roxy how do we not know that joel anthony really only comes out if my parents were really mad at me when i was a kid the Ah. full name when the full Ah. name comes out if i've broken something (laughs) of importance Joel Anthony, there it is. Okay, <laughs> you knew you were that's in trouble, trouble, right? That's trouble. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Now you're originally from Canada, correct? Yeah, New Brunswick, Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada, East Coast. So all you Canadians were representing up there, it's and the, uh, the Maritimes, they, actually, the Maritimes. I'm a Maritimer, is what we call it. Ah, yes, yeah. because recently, a couple of years ago, right? Well, we're uh, well. It's just like well, there's the Maritimes. There's I think there's somebody told me that there's some weird thing now with the Maritimes. And then there's like Atlantic Canada is the four provinces. The Maritimes are east of something. But I've always thought of myself as a Maritimer for sure. And uh, and uh, people to the show will probably realize it's going to come out eventually. Yes, Tony and I play on softball teams together. <laughs> I believe it's two. It's uh, a so. shocker, I know. <laughs> so uh, anyway, there is a very, in all serious, and then we're going to start the show. There is a very special reason we have Tony on this episode. But we don't want to give anything away. All I will say is Little's. I know sometimes you don't want to listen to us jab on and jab on, but please, please, please make sure you come back after our great Meet the Littles interview today for our last segment, because Tony's going to take the reins and 
and just comment about kind of the guest and just it's 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 a great story do not miss it please 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 come back after the meet the littles guest today you don't want to miss it and tony we can't thank you enough for being here this is great. Uh, I'm pumped. It's great to talk to you guys. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, let's start off with a quick shout out. Jeff Turner, very sweet of you for sending over, I believe it was on Facebook, the NFL 2021 uh, bad lip reading. Roxy loved that, right, Roxy? I was so excited to see that. It was brilliant as always. A little different. I They put a, a new little spin on it this year, I think, with adding a song at the end and Ooh. incorporating the players and the different lip reads into a song so that was really great now full disclosure i haven't seen it yet i feel bad but i hadn't had time i was putting the episode together tony do you know what we're talking about have you seen these bad lip reading okay bad lip reading is hysterical (laughs) right it's it's amazing the first time i ever saw it have you guys seen russian unicorn no i don't even know what that is you need this in your life okay so it's he actually redid a michael buble song Canada. Michael Bublé, yes. the Canadian treasure. He redid the song, that song, uh, I Just Hadn't Met You Yet. I love that song. Uh-huh. Yeah, I Just Hadn't Met You Yet, that one. So anyway, he rewrote it, and it's called Russian Unicorn. And Michael Bublé loves it. He, wow. like, he, he saw it, and he was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And did you guys know how the bad lip reading thing started? No. no. This is what I, th- I'm, I've heard this, I'm pretty sure it's right. But I'm pretty sure that the guy who does bad lip reading, his mother is deaf and she would routinely watch television without the sound on because she couldn't hear it anyway. So mm-hmm. he walked into the room one time and saw someone <laughs> mouthing something and he thought that they said something else. And then the idea hit him. That's is that, are you, amazing. Are you, are you pulling her leg? That's for real? That's No, I think that's actually for real. We can, wow. I mean, that a, would that make is, sense. That is that's amazing. Google. That's a Google okay. for sure. And I apologize right. to who, the guy who does this if that's not it, but that's what I heard. So maybe. Okay, well, let's go back. What was the first thing you, you said? The Russian, what, that's just an, a song? Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. He took the well, Michael Bublé song and completely redid it. Like, it's not like a different words to Michael Bublé song. It's actually one of those, like, like a house club dance kind of tune instead oh, of I Michael see. Bublé's I Just Hadn't Met You Yet, and it's hysterical. It's, gotcha. Okay, it's so t- awesome. So Littles, that's we're going to have two tiny little suggestions. That's one right there. And we'll have another one in a second. So uh, that's our one of our tiny little suggestions. Look that up. Check that out. Now, obviously, we want to get to a little bit. We, we do a lot of TV, it seems like, but we have to do a quick. Roxy, where we are with The Bachelor? Uh, well, the, he's down to the final four. This Whoa. Co- yeah. This final coming four. week is Hometowns, which, of course, looks a little different given the state of the world. So the families are actually coming to whatever location they're all at. And he'll whittle it down to three. And then the following week is Fantasy Suites, which is really interesting and just full of drama. So, all right. So now we asked that. you we asked you about, what, a month ago or so? Mm-hmm. So final four now. So now who you got? Well, the one that I thought was going to make it at least this far didn't make it this far. So well, I is, honestly Chuck's don't ours know. Is too. Well, if yeah. you had to take a flyer, take a flyer out of the um, four left. I think Michelle has a chance. Okay. She's All right, a, so. a, I think she's an elementary school teacher. Okay. Um, she seems really real and down to earth and... Yeah. All right. So Michelle, that's I guess who we're pulling for because Chuck's and our the vibrator girl's gone. What was her name? Melissa. <laughs> Katie. Katie. Yeah, I was close. Yeah, because you know someone. <laughs> you know, I don't watch the show. Anyway, so uh, real quick, let's jump to Wandavision because Chuck gave up. I texted him the other day. He said, "I said, are you caught up?" And he said, "I gave up after episode three. Now we're hopefully going to turn that around." 
because Roxy, you and I are caught up. Yep. And we watched this and wow. Okay. I will say this in Chuck's defense. I understand why he jumped ship after episode three. The best way I could say it without going into a long dissertation on the whole thing. It was very interesting and clever is how I would say it. However, it was weird. Okay. However, Chuck and anyone else (laughs) out there that jumped ship after episode three, episode four explains a lot. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to do any spoilers. It explains almost everything that's going to be then happening. Episode five kind of goes back, but six, uh, it's really good now. It's it's gotten really good. So we recommend that. We don't want to go too much because we don't want to give any spoilers. I'm really glad that you guys are talking about make sure you get past episode three. I hate it. I always think it's hilarious when people go, you just have to get through the first three seasons and season four. <laughs> right. <laughs> season four is unbelievable. Six. And I'm just right. like, I, if you think I, I do have that kind of time, oddly, but if you think I'm going to take that kind of time, you're right. mistaken. Yeah. Right. Especially when there's like 25 episodes per season. It's crazy. Right. Now, right. Exactly. I'm just like, is I, this a 20 minute episode or is this 45? If it's 45, we're done. Now, the one thing I will say that was shocker and I was today years old. Yes, I'm one of them. I forget who mentioned it on Facebook or whoever, but Miss Olsen, I did not know that was the Olsen twin sister. Now, Roxy, you said you knew, right? Yeah. I actually didn't until the other day when I, a picture popped up. I was like, wait, that's that's her. Oh, wow. I completely forgot they had a younger sister. Yeah. A younger sister. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I think she's brilliant in this. Oh, yeah. And I'll say yeah. now, I watched the newest episode yesterday, and all I can see now is the Olsen twins when I look at mm-hmm. her. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's great. The whole the whole thing's coming together really, really interestingly. Oh, and uh, so we have and two really great, I guess we're calling them cameos, but now they're almost in every episode. But Kat Dennings from Two Broke Girls, so great to see her doing something different. And then the dad from uh, Fresh Off the Boat, and as you like to say, Asian Jim on The Office. Right. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite Office pranks. Yes. Classic. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so absolutely good. a classic. We such do, a good one. Yeah, Tony. If you ever come back, we do a lot of Office stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. Roxy, what's oh, his I name? I love The Office. I'm blanking. What's his name? Uh, Randall Park. Right, Randall Park. So shout out to those two doing great work on Wandavision. So glad to see them doing something different. Now, my other little tiny suggestion, and this is, we have to be real quick on this, Tony, but I know you're going to want to chime in on this, but, and anyone, if you are in your 40s or 50s, now, the two shows that we mentioned on the last episode, we had two shows premiering this week, we had Keenan, and then we had Young Rock. Well, let me tell you, Young Rock, if you are 40s, 50s, and you liked WWF wrestling, make sure you watch the first 10 minutes. I'm not saying watch the whole thing. I was not an overall big fan of the show. However, the first 10 minutes was walking down like the best memory lane I've had in a long time. I had no idea that Rocky Johnson, one of my idols that I looked up to when I was like a teenager and younger, one of the best WWF wrestlers out there was The Rock's father. I had no idea. I don't know how that failed me and how I never knew that. But the whole, Littles, I'm telling you, the first 10 minutes of this episode, it has appearances by, now obviously these are actors playing them, but the Wild Samoans, Andre the Giant, the Junkyard Dog, and the Iron Sheik. I mean, this was amazing. These, it's, they're in the first 10 minutes of the episode because they do you know, the flashback of when his dad was a pro wrestler. And oh my gosh, they all hang out and play, I, no spoilers just in case you want to see it. 
But if you are a WWF fan from back in the day, I'm talking way back in the day with like Jimmy Superfly Snooker and all those guys, this was fabulous. Now, real quick, because we can try to tie this into, I mean, a little bit, we want to make sure we acknowledge that we are still in Black History Month and all that. Rocky Johnson, and hello, Tony, you'll be interested to hear this. He was a Canadian-American professional wrestler. Wow. Among, yeah, among many National Wrestling Alliance's titles, he was the first black Georgia heavyweight champion. Again, wow. I had no idea. I mean, and again, no idea that he was the Rock's father. I mean, how cool is this? That's amazing. And he won the World Tag Team Championship in 1983 alongside his partner, Tony Atlas, who I, of course, also remember. But they became the first black champions in WWE history. That's I mean, cool. talk about information for life. This was just so cool. And Rocky Johnson died, I think it was last year. Uh, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Right. And yeah. uh, they, of course, dedicated the episode for sure, but I'm sure they're dedicating the whole series to him. I mean, Tony, you remember those guys, right? Oh, forget it. I was just, I don't <laughs> know why I had this thought. This is a random thought, but I thought I would love to see a hypothetical wrestling match, The Rock taking on a tag team called The Paper and the Scissors. <laughs> because depending on who's in the ring, I feel like paper covers rock. It's, I, I, right. I don't know. Wait, that's so funny. (laughs) I feel like it would just be like, it'd be such a conundrum for him because he'd be like, as soon as the paper's tagged in, he's like, I'm screwed. It's just the rules. He'd he'd be, he'd struggle. Right, right. All right. All right. Let's get out of here because we have a great guest. It is our first out of the country guest and we are super excited about it. Littles, come on back. And Littles, please, 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 please come back for the after segment because there is a connection and we are excited to share it with you. So please come back. But right now it is time to meet the Littles. You sang to me in French and Italian. I held you to my chest and then I bent you to the wall You give to me We are being played in this episode by Amanda Easton, all the way from Sydney, Australia. How cool is that? This song is called Man Who Fell to Earth, and it's off her album Polaroids and Postcards. And you can certainly find that on iTunes. And she says if you want to reach out to her, her website is amandaeaston.com. Let me spell that quick. A-M-A-N-D-A-E-A-S-T-O-N.com. She also has a shop, amandaeaston.bandcamp.com. And her Instagram is amanda underscore easton underscore singer. So that's how you can reach Amanda. And as always, we will play the full song, Man Who Fell to Earth, at the end of the podcast. have a great interview for you today as always please welcome to the show and we are super excited because it's our first out of the country interview mr adam benson hi adam how you doing i'm good how's everyone doing great now normally adam what we normally do is we turn it right over to the guest however because you're our first out of the country guest 
one of the first things, and I, I cannot believe I have not heard this on the big show, honestly, is we are right now recording at 6.37 in the evening. What time is it there? 8.07. Okay. So all you loyal littles, you do that math. Now, I've never heard of such a thing. Okay. So we are an hour and a half time difference behind you can you go into that at all i mean this blew my mind how this hasn't with all the talk on the big show about the moon and what position it's in and how much daylight and daylight savings and all that stuff what so you have your own time zone there yes i live in the province of newfoundland in newfoundland in canada and we have our own time zone we're a half hour ahead of the atlantic provinces like halifax new brunswick and, and well, an hour ahead of them sorry and a half hour ahead of labrador um, we're the province of newfoundland and labrador and we're a half hour ahead of labrador and an hour ahead of the atlantic provinces and an hour and a half ahead of the eastern like toronto and like that eastern time zone that just okay i still don't how did that all become? Is there a story behind that? How that all happened? Uh, ever since I'm almost 40 years old, it's always been that way. So I don't, I, it's, I, as far as I know. You just grew up that way and you just got accustomed yeah. to it. Wow. That's that is so, so interesting. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> I mean, if I may make a suggestion, you might want to send that into the big show because to me, that is just like interesting topic right off the bat. What parts of the country, are there any parts that are two hours ahead of us there? Is that such a thing? Forgive me for asking these, what probably are simple questions, but, or do we just hit water by then? Of you guys? Yeah. No. So there's nothing to the east of you except water, basically. We're, we're the easternmost, we're on the eastern side of of the country. Right, gotcha. There's actually a part, there's actually a part in this province that if you go to, you're on the most easternly tip of North America. Wow. That's pretty cool. Okay, so this is kind of cool for us in more ways than one. And I'm serious. I think you need to bring this up on the big show. I think this would get we're, some play. <laughs> we're the province that has the town of Gander that has come from away. Right, exactly. Right. Which we're gonna we're gonna get into that. So Adam, actually, why don't we start from the beginning? Uh, I just thought that was like a fun topic. So start over. Start from the beginning. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles. Tell us anything you want the loyal littles to know about what you do, where you're from, all that stuff. Uh, Adam Benson. I live in, like I said, I live in Newfoundland. Uh, city of St. John's, and I work from home now because of COVID for a, basically a call center. So I spend all of my day sitting on my couch, answering phone calls and working emails and stuff. So mm-hmm. pretty basic. And I've been TK fans for over 10 years easily. Wow. Okay. How how um how did you get introduced to Tony? Uh, PTI. I stumbled across it. I think they were like two years into their existence of the show so it's my more than 10 years and i just love sports so i watched pti and then one day on his show he mentioned some guests that he had on a podcast and i was like oh podcast and <laughs> so i searched it out and i think this is when he was on the radio but it was released as a podcast mm-hmm. and yeah i've been listening ever since now this is interesting for everyone because obviously we all know the send-off that Tony does every night on PTI with the Canadian flag. So has it always broadcast up there? As far as I know, on uh, adult, we don't get ESPN, at least not where right. I live. Mm-hmm. So it broadcasts on uh, TSN, uh, the oh. Sports Network. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that, actually, because I've played a few cities up there. Actually, I've played St. John's up there. I teched a show oh, really? once up there. Yeah, yeah. 
long time ago. I want to say 95, 96, something like that. Yeah, that was fun. It was actually over our Christmas holiday. So it was my first Christmas away from home. And uh, but it was really nice up there. We really had a good time up there. And of course, you know, I've played like Montreal and Toronto and places like that. Mm. And I, I remember, though, they they don't have it on ESPN. And I was actually just so excited that they even had it. That was so much fun. So did you uh, so you're, you're from there originally? And did you ever did you go to school at all? Yeah, I have a Bachelor of Art degree in English oh, and nice. religious studies from uh, Memorial University, which is a university here in the city. So. Mm-hmm. I have that, and I went to a community college before that and had a degree in computer studies as well. Oh, gotcha. Now, this might be interesting up there because I'm not even sure. I know you have the Canadian Football League, things like that, and you have, you know, you have the Toronto Blue Jays, things like that. Do you actually have a favorite sport? Well, I like the generic, stereotypical Canadian answer of hockey. Of course. It's really my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. But I also enjoy baseball and football quite a lot. Basketball, not as much, but the four mm-hmm. sports, major sports, I do really enjoy. Gotcha. And do you have a, a favorite team, hockey team? or uh, Hockey, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. In football, I'm a Steelers fan. Oh. Baseball, I'm a Cubs fan. Ooh. And okay. basketball, I'm a Dallas Maverick fan. Whoa. Wow. Okay. All over You're, the map. That's yeah, really cool. <laughs> all over the map. So is there a story, a fun story behind any of those? Or you just one day decided to root for the Mavericks kind of thing? Steve Nash is oh, okay. the main reason. He That's a good reason. He's Canadian Steve Nash. Yeah. Um, fan of his. He played for Dallas and I rooted for the, him. So I rooted for the team. And then when he left, I just kept rooting for the team. Right. I have a similar story, but it, it was with David Robinson for the Spurs. Ironically, yeah. we have a lot of Steeler fan littles. Uh, what's what's your connection with the Steelers? Um, the Super Bowl in the early '90s, they played against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Was the first '96, I believe that was. I, yeah, I think it was the first Super Bowl I ever watched fully. I was about mm-hmm. 14 or 15 years old, and I didn't like Dallas. They, I didn't know anything about football, but they seemed arrogant, <laughs> and. The Steelers seemed like a plucky underdog to me, and so I just rooted for them to win, and then I just kept rooting for them ever since. Wow. Now, did you ever go back and watch the the games in the 70s, the earlier games with uh, Bradshaw and those guys? Yeah, yeah I've, highlights, I've seen yeah. clips and stuff, but I haven't seen full games. But yeah, I mean, because that, that was the ultimate, back in the day, one of the ultimate rivals, you know, oh, and, yeah. uh, and just to see those games. When that happened, when they happened, happened to face each other again later that was that was really interesting but you can't beat those matchups from like the 70s back in those days no. with, with with bradshaw and harris and all those guys uh, were they the steel curtain i believe they were called this was a question that was posed to us by another loyal little and i, I think it's kind of fun what is one thing that tony does that drives you the most nuts asking for free stuff <laughs> <laughs> It's not just him that drives. It's anyone who has the means to buy whatever they need to buy, mm-hmm. who wants free stuff that annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. If no, I had the I money, t- I wouldn't. So I just buy it. Right. 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 Yeah. No, I totally get it. Now, have you uh, have you ever have you traveled much? Do you get to the states? Have you ever seen like the uh, Steelers and all your favorite teams play here in America? No, I haven't seen any games live. I've seen. Uh, Maple Leaf games live in Toronto, but I haven't seen anything in the States. I have traveled. Last time I was 
to the States was 2004. I worked at a summer camp in Virginia oh, and neat. traveled to Washington, D.C., which is funny because it was around the same time I started listening to watching PTI, I think it was. So mm-hmm. it was funny how I was in D.C., which is now the mecca of the show. Really. Yeah, right. Sure. And I've been to Toronto a nice few times and, and places in Canada, but I haven't been to the States in a while. Right. That was like a summer camp? Yeah, it was a summer camp. Was it in, just like a Virginia. camp counselor position or what What made yeah. you come to do that? Uh, my sister's friend worked there the year before and she had mentioned it to her about okay. going down and working there for the summer and making some money. And my sister mentioned it to me. So I had nothing hmm. else to do in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Interesting. <laughs> well, that's great. Have you uh, ever had an email read on the show? Yes, I've had a handful. Okay. My son's birth announcement, Tony read on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, nice. The last one that I had read, I had him read was last year. We had a big snowstorm around this time last year, which was mm-hmm. called Snowmageddon. Uh-huh. And mm. I sent in <laughs> an email about it with a picture of, of my wife standing on top of a snowbank touching our roof. Oh, wow. That's to show how, I think he was talking about the snow in Washington and mm-hmm. Wilbon was talking about all the snow they get in Chicago. And I sent him a picture pretty much showing them that compared to the snow that we get, it's it, they don't really get a whole lot, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it shut, the, this, this snowstorm shut the city down for like two or three weeks. Everything. Wow. Stores are closed. They had to call in the army to help dig everyone out. I had to work from home for those three weeks because my business was office was closed. And then we got back into the office in February. And I think we were in the office maybe a month and we were shut down again because of COVID and we've been working from home ever since. So I spent about a month and a week of 2020 actually in my office building. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So this might, have you ever by any chance had a jingle played on the show? No, I haven't wrote a jingle, even though I've been told I should, because I, if you follow me on Twitter or mm-hmm. follow me on social media, you'll see that I do stand-up comedy. Right. So I've been told by some other littles that, that because I write jokes, I should be able to write a jingle or something. And I've tried a few, started a couple of jingles, but I haven't really been able to get it. It's not the same as writing a stand-up set as writing a parody song. Right, right. Okay, so you are a stand-up comedian. Now, that's, is that more, now it's funny, I'm going to choose my words carefully here, because we've had a comedian on the show, I don't know if you've heard, in the past, Mr. Jeff Heisen, who is also a loyal little, is a comedian. And I asked him a question about, do you do it as a hobby? And he very nicely said that most comedians get angry when you call it that. Now, is that the same with you, or what is your version of that? Yeah, it's not something we think of as a hobby i wouldn't say mad more of well his his point was it it doesn't pay his bills but no he he said most times that if you consider it a hobby people don't think you take it seriously which i can totally understand that and that's why we stopped saying that for me this podcast was a hobby because to me that's what it was when i started i mean obviously you know we don't have sponsors and stuff i'm not making money off of this so you know it's not paying the bills so but uh that's interesting okay so so go on about that yeah, I agree. If a hobby is like something that you just do for the sake of doing, and if it doesn't pan out or you 
just one day wake up and decide you don't want to do it anymore it doesn't bother you anymore mm-hmm. that to me is like having a hobby but for me that's not doing stand-up gotcha. even though there are there are times where i get frustrated with it and i feel like i'm not going to do it anymore mm-hmm. but i enjoy it way too much to just stop i've had breaks before when, I, when my son was born i uh took a break for uh obvious reasons he was yeah. he was sick and he spent some time in NICU, so we had to focus all my energy on that so i took some time off from stand-up for that and then two years ago well three actually three years this november i uh i fell down and broke my kneecap Oh, geez. oh um, wow! And I was laid up on my couch for from November till February, basically. So Whoa. I didn't get out and do anything then. That was. How often would you say you got out before COVID and all that stuff? Like, how often would you perform? Before, before COVID, yeah, COVID's also another thing that's right. Of course, it. yeah, yeah. Right. But, but actually, we've started up again here in St. John's because we're doing oh, wow. fairly well. We've started up for the last few months. Actually, we only have in the entire province of newfoundland five active cases oh my so, gosh that's fantastic good for you guys right of course yeah island, so yeah we have travel restrictions so it's a lot harder to get here sure so we're able to keep the cases down and we've been mask mandated um since right. august oh like, wow you can't go into anywhere any public building any public place you have to have a mask on it's been that way since august that is amazing. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's such so, a small place that you can, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been doing, so we started stand up because bars and, and places opened up again back in September or October of last oh, year. Oh, wow. And that's great. So we still get out. We we have to wear a mask except when we're actually up performing, but other, mm-hmm. and everyone in attendance wears a mask mm-hmm. and everyone is spaced out and mm-hmm. as much as possible. But we've been you know, going back. But, I think you'll appreciate this. One of the, that's one of the things that tried to survive here in New York City over the summer, and there were a bunch of you can't even call them venues, but there were uh, comedy clubs that were producing and supporting doing comedy nights in Central Park, like on the the Great Lawn and places yeah. like that where people can be social distanced. Because if you think about it, all you need is a portable amplifier and a microphone, and that's you know all. obviously yeah. depending on the co- comic if they have props and stuff. But you know what I mean. As far as like amplification and stuff like that where you don't have like a house band or you know stuff like that so that was the one thing that did try and i think it was pretty successful and then of course once the weather got bad they had to stop doing those things yeah new york is new york is the uh goal not a well, goal i should say like if i could get to new york to do shows or just do open mm-hmm. like the clubs that would that would please me to no end because to me the you you've made it kind of thing you know? yeah sure it's like <laughs> the know? song if you can make it there you'll make it anywhere yeah so, <laughs> i can't believe you just went there Roxy. i Come had on. to i'm sorry <laughs> it's true though i guess to back up though before covid i was getting out every couple of weeks or so i would get out do a show because you know i still had like family and work and stuff and sometimes you just couldn't fit it in before my kneecap issue and before my kid was born i was out at least once or every two weeks or twice every week if i could oh wow so yeah would you do the same set or you have different sets when you do that are these different places same place uh it depends on sometimes it would it wouldn't be the exact same set i would never do the same thing i did the previous week because usually some of the audience would be the same sure but there's just some 
there'd be some things that are the same because that's, that's the way that comedians work, especially if you're mm-hmm. working on new material. Tell the joke more than once and you got to work on right. it. Maybe you yeah. change you change the ending or you change the middle or you add a new word or someone else gives you a, another tag to add to a joke. So you mm-hmm. you want to try that out. So I only do the same things if, like a few years ago, I went on a uh, cross the province little tour with a, mm-hmm. another comic and I, who I opened for and it was five shows and five nights and I did like 30 minutes off the top opening up for him and I did the exact same thing in all five shows because I was in five different towns so it wasn't the same people seeing me over and over it was five completely mm-hmm. different audiences right and I just gotcha. did the same thing so by the time I got to the last show it was fairly easy to go through because I just repeated it four sure. times in four nights <laughs> so Adam so how how did you get into comedy it's the only New Year's Eve resolution I ever kept. Wow. Okay. Really? Yep. And yesterday was nine nine years into stand-up for me. In the fall of 2011, I got out of a really long relationship that wasn't going well. And that New Year's, me and a few friends were hanging out and we were making New Year's Eve resolutions, which I usually don't do because I just think they're always silly. And my two of my friends who were married said that they were going to buy a house. And another friend said she was going to lose weight, the typical New Year's Eve resolution. And right. I blurted out that I'm going to do stand-up because I've always I've wanted to do stand-up since I was 15 years old. And they were like, yes, you should. And a few weeks later, my friend who was at the party said to me, so when are you going to go and do stand-up? Initially, I brushed it off. I was like, no, I'm not going to bother. That was just a silly thing I said in the moment. And she basically did not let up. (laughs) was like, I'm not stopping bothering you until you make the phone call to the club. Because at that time, we had the comedy club Yuck Yucks here in town. Mm -hmm. which since closed, but we had it nine years ago. And I finally made the call to Yucks. And And they were doing like open mics? Yeah, at that point, every Thursday night, they were doing a... uh, before the pro show, they did an open mic show. Oh, that's great. So okay. you call in and ask for time. And so mm-hmm. I got booked and I yeah, haven't stopped since. Wow, that's terrific. It's yeah. definitely not a hobby. It's a passion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. If you stuck I with it that I think that's a, long, word, a, good sure. for, a good word for it. It's a drug. That's... <laughs> that too. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people say that. If you get up there and you get that laugh and it's going mm-hmm. well, it's yeah. a great feeling. Oh, sure. sure. It's a rut. You get a rush from it. Yep. Like you guys, I believe from listening to the podcast, you guys perform. We sure. Do. Mm-hmm. We do. Yep. Yeah. So you know what it's like to be up in front of people. And... Oh, oh, yeah. Sure. Getting on that stage is, yeah. It's I remember, I, I still go back to when I remember when I was, quote, first bitten. You know, they saw it saved by the bug, the theater bug. And uh, it, of course it was that. You know, I went out for my first curtain call ever and the place went crazy. And I was like, oh. I've never had <laughs> hundreds of people applauding for me before. This is kind of cool. So I'm like, sign me yeah. up, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I know the so. feeling. Yep. So, well, hey, Adam, you can stick around, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back because I have some questions for you about your locality and all that stuff. So, uh, Leia Littles, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Adam with us today, our first out of the country guest on the Loyal Littles podcast. So this is a Loyal Littles podcast first. You live in Newfoundland, right? Yes. Okay. So you brought this up in the first segment about now this is pretty much where the whole story of Come From Away is based, correct? Yes. In the town of Gander in Newfoundland. Yep. Right. Now, how far is that from you? It's about three hours, three and a half hours. Okay, so pretty close by. So do, do you want to go? My parents actually live there now. They do? Okay, oh. that's right. And, but you said they weren't there on 9-11, right? No, they moved okay. there like a year after, but that's, they've been there since 2002, 2003, something like that. But that's gotcha. where they live now. My, now, for the listeners who don't know anything about that, could you go into that a little bit? So on 9-11 when the airfield shut when everything shut down and the planes had to all land i don't know the number of planes i think it would have been 32 yeah i think it was in, it was definitely in the 30s i believe yeah had to land in gander which used to be an international airport and it used to always gander's called the airport's model was called the crossroads of the world because a lot of planes doing flights from like europe to north america and vice versa would land in Gander for like refueling and stuff. So it was always mm. the refueling station, but they lost like their international status a while back for whatever reason. So not as many big planes land there anymore. So this day they had to land like 32 planes in this airport. And then once they got all the planes landed, they had to take all the people and put them somewhere. And the town is not very big, not a whole lot of people. And basically the townspeople all banded together and took care of everyone to the best of their abilities until they were able to leave again. And they made a lot of friendships over the years, some that are still... I know there's some people who went to Gander on 9-11 who go back every single year to visit the people that they stayed with. Oh, wow. So it's a lot of big friendships were made through that. And the creators of Come From Away heard the story and visited Gander and created the musical. Come from away is basically what, like a Newfoundlander would say, you're from away. You comes from away. Oh. It's such a moving story. And I remember when it first opened, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit, if I may draw the parallel, of to Titanic, the musical, when that opened. And I thought it was kind of a crazy idea at first. But then the more I read about it and the story and the background and all those people up there and how they just, like you said, they just opened their homes and brought these people in and it's it's just such a heartwarming story i'm so glad they got to do it yeah tell it on stage and have people enjoy it every night now of course with covid it's not happening anymore right now but uh hopefully we'll be back soon and they'll get to tell the story again but what was really cool i thought when um they first got come from away put together and first cast and before they went to broadway with the original cast they performed the play the broadway the musical in gander in front of the town mm-hmm. at the state in in the town so before they went to broadway they did a little performance for them my parents actually went to it so oh, that's wow. awesome because they amazing. messaged me and they're like we just saw come from away and i was like how did you see come from away <laughs> <laughs> Well, I believe it go. premiered out in La Jolla, out in California, and then, then it came east, so they say. I think maybe it played like, Toronto, too, I think, before. There is one in Toronto now. I don't know if that was before or not. Oh, okay, a, okay. My dad is a is a minister, so in Gander, and so when Come From Way did their performance, him and Mom got to go as special guests of, oh. like, the mayor or something, so it was just like, all right. Wow, wow. that's terrific. All right. So, do you know, are you in the Smart and Funny group on Loyal Littles on Facebook? Yes. 
All right. So have you ever done a Friday Five? Yes. All right. How yeah. was that? It was good. It was. Yeah. Uh, all the questions were Canadian based. Oh, mm-hmm. smart and funny. I bet. Of course. Little Canadian one. That was a while mm-hmm. back. It was all. I think it was just before sometime in 2019. I know it was before COVID because I was driving to work, thinking of the questions. So I know mm-hmm. it was before all of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the only one I've done. Um, I think about doing another one or seeing if I can. It's just thinking of the questions is always the issue. Yeah, right. of course. Three days. Right. It took me like yeah. three days to figure out the questions the first time. Right. Yeah. It's always, they're just so much fun. And we do them sometimes on the podcast. We don't always get to them. It's amazing. To, the, the creativity the littles have just blow our minds sometimes. No one's going to top Eric. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric, we I say that all Eric, the time. I, wait, I'm wait. I didn't say it. I didn't say it this time. So there you go. So, no, it's, it's like it, it should have just ended with Eric. So it's just oh. like, we're done. <laughs> well, I think he tells the story where I think that was the thought, pro- but then it became so big that Claire. Oh, I said her name. Uh, oh well. We got pretty far, though. Shall not be named. Yeah, right. The, yes. <laughs> and uh, so it just became so popular that she's kept it going. Matter of fact, the last time, I, don't quote me on this, but she posted a thing like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm taking orders for who wants to do Friday Fives. And I think she's like almost booked solid until like April. So I was oh, yeah. just like, I holy cow. Yeah. I was just like, how amazing is that, that everyone wants to get involved and, and do that? So speaking of, I have one that came from, it actually came from the big show, but then it was a Friday Five. And I just thought it would be an interesting one to add to our list of questions for our little show here. And it was, if you could host a game show, what would it be? I would like to host uh, Jeopardy. Okay. Mm. Just because it's Jeopardy and everyone watches Jeopardy and I love yeah. Jeopardy. Yeah. Well, now it would be an honor, obviously. Well, now, yeah. Alex Trebek, sure. Now, I, if I'm doing my math correctly, you said the last time you were in the States was 2004? Yes. Okay, so you never you never got to chatter, obviously. No. Um, that's always one for us that are so far away. I mean, we're, obviously, you're much further away than yeah. we are. And I've never gotten to a jingle fest yet. I was trying to go to one. I think it might have been the second one, but things just happen. Life gets sure. in the way sometimes. And sure. I sure does. Couldn't go. But I've wanted to go many times, and I mean, for us, it's like, I mean, it's not easy, easy, but it's a train ride, and it's yeah. just with work, and it's hard to take like a whole weekend off sometimes because we work most weekends being performers. So yeah, it's it really difficult. Like a flight and hotels. And oh, sure for you, yeah. yeah. Sure. Cost-wise, it, it's, it's it's much greater. So that's my main reason I haven't figured it out yet. Right. Now, is um your wife a tiny? Do you consider your wife a tiny? No, she's lower than that. I don't even know what that would be. <laughs> she doesn't even... <laughs> only because... I only say that... Not, I'm saying that in regards to she barely knows the podcast exists. Except right. right. Random comments of mentioning something about it. But no, she... My son, who's three years old now, he has listened to more of the podcast in the car with me than has. he ever has. That's so funny. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> so he's he's more of a tiny, but he's, he's the tiny, tiny right? Oh, I love it. But a little in training. We love that. Now, and you said his birth announcement was read on the air. Yeah. Oh, that's his cool. He was, his name is uh, Luke, and it was funny because the day that, and this wasn't, I didn't know this was going to happen, but the day that he read the birth announcement. Luke Russert happened to be on the on show. The show. Well. So when he read it out and said his name was Luke, I had put in the email, not knowing Luke would be on the show, I had put in the email, he is not named after Luke Russert. Oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> 
Now, Roxy, you might not get that. I mean, you get it, obviously. But Luke, what would you say, Adam? He's on the show, what, maybe once, twice a year? Yeah. In- yeah, Pre-COVID, obviously, but I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure there were times, certain times where he was on more than that, but on average, I mean, he's not on the show very often. So that's mm-hmm. like, he was in studio. That's that day at Chatter with them. Right. In, in the restaurant with them. So, yeah. So the timing was rather hilarious when I started that episode and Tony said that Luke Russert is here with us. And I was like, if he reads out my email, that'll be funny. But yeah. <laughs> and he did. Wow, that's yeah, awesome. Because my son is named after Luke Skywalker, so. <gasps> Stop. Oh, wow. Really? I, yeah, me and uh... my wife are huge Star Wars fans, so. Okay, so that's funny, because one of our questions is Star Wars or Star Trek, so I guess I don't oh, have to Star ask Wars. that question. <laughs> Star Wars. You know, I just, it, whenever... when I was watching Return of the Jedi the other night, it was on regular TV, and it just, it's, it's so good. Whenever I tell someone my son is named after Luke Skywalker, they usually reply with, your wife was okay with you doing that. And <laughs> I, I always reply with, it was her idea. So Really? Oh, and was amazing. It? Oh, yeah. She's as big as a fan as I am. At our wedding, we at a wedding reception, we walked into the, the reception area to the Star Wars theme while the groomsmen and bridesmaids held up lightsabers and we walked underneath it. Oh my God, that's hilarious. That is incredible. Now that's dedication, the, my friend. The topper on our wedding cake had a picture of Han Solo and Leia and it said, I love you, I know. Oh, that is oh, so wow. sweet. I love so that. It's funny, it funny seeing people look at our wedding cake and you could tell which ones were Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Some people would look at the wedding cake and just go, oh, and other people were just like, oh. You're like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is so funny. Now, if you were to have another child, would you continue no. with the theme? No, I said if. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we've had a lot of people say if you have a girl, you name the girl. Leia, Leia, right. It, we won't. My wife yeah. has a, she has a girl named picked out before she knew. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. so it's already been taken. Sorry, Leia. <laughs> yeah. is it yoda no i'm just kidding uh no. speaking of yoda do you uh are you into the new series on net is it, it's not Netflix. the mandalorian yeah are you into that oh, on disney plus yep. oh, yeah oh oh, oh yes oh, oh yes yeah. okay okay no questions okay we haven't seen it yet it's kind of on the list for me at least I oh just, it's definitely on the list for me <laughs> i mean i just and they're already in season two right and i'm just like ah but i hear it's wonderful yeah, season, it's eight episodes season two just ended a few okay. weeks ago five, actually mm-hmm. probably a month ago i think it was in december and they're only like some episodes are only a half hour long oh and okay we could breeze through that some That's are true. some are longer it, it varies mm-hmm. from like a yep. half hour to 40 minutes or something oh sure. and I've said every single week that I've watched an episode, I have said that is the best thing Star Wars has ever done. Really? Oh, yeah. All right, Roxy. That's saying a lot. Anyway, well, Adam, this is great. So we just have some what we call our fun, dumb questions now. Um, Roxy, you want to give one a go? Well, I actually, before we get to the fun, dumb question, sure. I have a, I have another comedy question for you. I'm curious. You said you started thinking about wanting to be a stand-up comedian when you were much younger. Was there somebody that inspired you or someone you really enjoyed watching or listening to or going to see that helped kind of steer you in this direction? Adam, this um, is why she gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> Great question, Roxy. Great Thank question. You. I would have never thought of that. Go ahead, Adam. Sorry. Yes. Um, so I'm going to say a name, and you have to remember that I was 15 at the time, and nobody knew anything. That's fine. Bill Cosby. Really? Oh, okay, fair no, that's fair. No, that's fair. 
It's fair. He was. Listen, yeah. he was talented. Yeah, absolutely. He oh, yeah. may not have been a great person, but he was. He had some talent there, yeah. so that's okay. Yeah. Well, and it's the growing, age too. Growing up in okay. the 90s. Yeah. yeah, growing up, I'm a '90s kid. I grew up in the '90s mostly. Yep. Um. So the Cosby Show, watching yeah. Cosby Show every season, every year, whenever mm-hmm, it was on, mm-hmm. and his comedy albums. I could his nineteen, I think it's nineteen seventy four special called Himself. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if I had to, I could quote the entire thing. Sure. I've seen it that many times. Yeah. So that was my major influence because it was the, he was the first person that I want to stand up because his style is kind of my style where I just mm-hmm. talk about my family and talk about my life type thing. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I realized that you could get paid to make people laugh, and that just blew my mind. Mm. Right. So well, and look, we know like, now later in life that he did some really bad things. But back, like you said, back in the nineties, it was like watching a clinic. It really and was. I did see him. I did see him live once. Before, oh wow! Before everything came out about him, he came here mm-hmm. to St. John's. It was two thousand and eight. So I actually wasn't in the stand-up at that point doing it myself but i was still a huge fan and he came here in 2008 and i went and saw him and he was in his 70s or late 60s early 70s at the time or whatever it was and he did an hour and a half all new material and i never laughed harder in my life wow one of the best best shows i've ever seen in my life cool i was very with everything i was such a fan of his that when everything came out about him i had friends text me to ask me if i was okay yeah yeah well it's really hard because he was probably like an idol and when you have someone like that yeah and you look up to and you learned your craft from i mean it's wow like my parents like i said my dad's a minister my parents are not strict but there are certain things that they're not they're not a fan of inappropriate jokes and things like that Mm -hmm. so he was like the one one of the few comedians i could listen to around them and right i thought he was funny well but you do know back in the day right like he was he was pretty uh, he became the family man comedian later in life but his early early stuff yeah yeah. Yeah. his early earlier stuff was like richard pryor and all those guys and eddie murphy i mean which those guys learned from him as well you know i mean yeah yeah pryor is another influence pryor and sure eddie and recently i think uh big john mulaney is one of the funniest oh sure people right now on the planet so there's a lot of bill burr he's another yeah i find funny but yeah if someone said who was your main influence it, it would be it was Cosby would have yeah. to be my answer yeah good question Roxy thank you I actually <laughs> kind of have another one <laughs> okay go for but it. it might be a dud and that's okay but again speaking of comedy have you ever seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime it's amazing yeah yes. right it's so good <laughs> I love that show now when the you scene... say amazing <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk great. about this first <laughs> I think it's one of the best shows right now. I've yeah. only seen part of. I've actually, I think I did watch the full episode, and it you was watched season, the first, first episode, episode of season two, and that's because Roxy was on it. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, the opening scene when there's all the tap dancers, she's doing the USO oh, tour. Um, I yes, was one of those tap three. dancers, and I actually had a really nice like side. She got some good camera side time. swooping camera camera angles, and at the end, I, I think we're all and... standing and singing the song White Christmas. And okay, yeah, yeah. I'm somewhere behind. I think it was the juggler. Um, okay, I have to go back and, and watch this now. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a little partial to, to that yeah. show <laughs> because of that. So, but I was curious if you watched have, it. Have you seen every episode? Like you, you, you've seen it all, correct? So I, I actually, because it was during my busiest time over the holidays when that season came out. 
I watched like the first half of it and then I, I don't know what happened. So I need to get back into it and finish that season. But you've seen um, the first season. And yeah. Half of the second. Yeah. yeah. So you've seen, so you haven't seen the season that you're in, correct? I haven't finished that season. That, oh, okay. So right, you've seen all of right. season two. Yes. Two. Yeah. I believe okay. it was the season three opener. Oh, yeah. that was that my was bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. That. that was my yeah. bad. That was my bad. Season two is when they go to the Catskill. Right. So the scene in the scene in season two. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> <for people haven't laughs> Turn your mouth. Spoiler alert. Well, I, I we've, scene, been, we've had that we've had that conversation before. Like, how soon is too soon? I mean, season two's been out for what two years now? Yeah, it's so, totally yeah. fine to talk about. It's totally it. fine. Go ahead. <laughs> so, in season two, her father finds out that she's doing stand up. Yes. So there's a after she finally reveals to her entire family, there's a scene that they have around the table right after they leave church where she has to tell them she's leaving to go to stand-up. And her parents and her ex-husband's parents and I think the priest is there. The rabbi. And the rabbi, sorry. Yep. And they're asking her a bunch of questions like, what, are you, what kind of jokes are you going to tell? She's like, I don't know. I'm going to think of them when I get up there. What do you mean you're going to think of them? And then and then it's like, well, tell us a joke now. And she's like, well, it doesn't work that way. I can't tell you a joke now because it's... <laughs> I've had those conversations. Really? That was the best moment in the entire show for me because I was like, I know what this feels like. Yeah. The amount of people, the amount of times I've told someone on a stand-up and they've said, well, tell me a joke. It's it's like you can't put you on the, they can't put you on the spot like that. I I experience that sometimes with dance and the two where they're like, oh, can you give us a kick? And I'm like, well, I usually like to say, well, it's my day off, so... I won't. Um, but yeah, it's like they just expect it to just spew out of you on, like on command. And I totally get that. It doesn't work that way. Well, Adam, this has been great. I can't thank you enough for coming on. And this is great. I mean, I was going to say as an homage to the show, we'll get you out of here on this. Right. Can you tell us a joke? <laughs> I mean, that's what I had. That, so my whole end of the show is ruined. No, I'm just kidding. We can't we can't have our first out-of-country guest come on the show without asking, over or under? So I just recently listened to the Jason Fuse one, and his answer was neither, because mm-hmm. that's the way it's set up at their house. And our mm-hmm. house currently right now, it is, it is neither, because we have stand-up things next into the bathroom that, that mm-hmm. stacks the toilet paper. Yep. Mm-hmm. But personally, if I'm putting it on the roll myself, it's over. That says how I do it. But mm-hmm. if it's under, I also don't really care. Amazing. As long as it's there, basically. Well, Adam, again, thank you for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug? Any social media? Tell us how we can find you on Twitter and all that stuff. I'm on Facebook. You can search my name. I'm on Twitter at Benson underscore the comic. And my son has a Twitter account oh. that I made for him. I love it. That's what I'm like. he's three just going back okay he's three okay i I actually made it like a week after he was born Mm -hmm. Uh um, and it's luke kb underscore toddler oh that's cute so his profile picture um i got eric to draw a picture of me and him (gasps) oh wow so his profile picture is me and him and he's like sitting on my shoulders oh that is great i did see that actually i just didn't realize it was you oh that's great that's my quote unquote kids twitter account that i randomly tweet from as my son (laughs) well our our friend does it because that's where she posts pictures so that family can Mm -hmm. just go to one place and they can find baby pictures you know right right i I started it because like i said when he was first born he's sick and he spent three weeks Mm. in the nicu he's 
is perfectly fine now. But Good. when he was in the NICU, I uh, a couple of times would look at him in the little cot thing that he was in and just wonder what's going through his head. Yeah. And to get out my feelings at that time, because I was a new parent with a sick child, I didn't know what was going on really, I made a Twitter account where basically he was telling us that he's okay. Oh, that's wow. Oh, that's such a, I feel like that would be really like helpful to you with getting through something so challenging. It was, and, yeah. and I still have it. And now basically it's just him randomly tweeting about his day. That is amazing. It's got to be really fun for you too, because as he gets older, as he's gotten older, yeah. he, his personality is coming out. And I, I, I've done that. And what I do sometimes is I'll tweet as him and then mm. i'll reply to his tweet as myself yeah on your other account so, <laughs> right i was thinking that's like, so fun conversation. around halloween i tweeted about this is the first year this last halloween was the first time that my son was really into it and mm-hmm. even though covid was still a thing luckily because of where we live we were actually able to have halloween and go trick-or-treating Aww. to some degree we couldn't do it as much and we had to like do protocols and stuff but he dressed up and went to houses and Yep. trick-or-treated and he was very excited so i tweeted that night after he was gone to bed about um parental candy tax so basically that as parents we were allowed to take some of his candy <laughs> oh i see i was like wait is that like there's a lot there i didn't get with okay no. I got of course so of course the parental candy tax of course yeah so i tweeted about how my son is about to real come to the realization of the parental candy tax something like that <laughs> and I re- replied, I retweeted from his account a gif oh. of someone saying what and saying the parental candy what. <laughs> so it was like, nice. yeah. Now you realize he's going to get to an age pretty soon where there's going to be payback. You realize this. Oh, right? yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Once he learns that <laughs> password, you're in for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, Adam, thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you. Finally. (laughs) You guys too. Yes. Thanks. (laughs) All right. Our pleasure. All right, loyal littles. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the loyal littles podcast. And Adam, thank you so much. The stories again. And so I want to get right into this. Welcome back, Tony. I just want to almost just turn the floor over to you because, Tony, tell us what you do. I am an understudy in Come From Away on Broadway. How cool is that, Loyal Littles? It's Tony, I can't thank you enough for being here on this special episode. Yeah, now, obviously, Adam went into this a little bit, yeah. but your experiences, he mentioned how his parents, who now live in Gander, yeah. And I already I do have one self-correction. I did do some homework uh, in the interview. He did say he thought it was around 32 planes. It was actually 38. They're calling wide body aircraft uh, yep. that landed in Gander that day on 9-11. And it was 6,600 people that were just well, Tony, I'm just going to shut up. You yeah, go. No, no. Tell the story. Tell the story. No, that's it. I mean, it's it, that's what it is. So I'm like I was saying at the start, I'm originally from Fredericton, New Brunswick. In Canada, which is basically, it's over on the East Coast, but it's nowhere near as far east as Newfoundland. Newfoundland is way, way, way over on the East Coast. For those of you who don't know what Come From Away is, it is a story about the 38 planes that got diverted to Gander, Newfoundland on 9-11 when the U.S. airspace was closed down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you were saying, six, 7,000 
passengers got displaced to, to Gander, Newfoundland, which has a population of only about eight or 9,000. So the population pretty much doubled in four hours. And they uh -huh. thought they were originally just going to stop down and just wait for everything to kind of blow over. And once everything was okay, they could f fly off again. And they ended up being there for five days. Wow. And the people of Gander, Newfoundland are just, just you talk about salt of the earth people. These are people that will give you the shirt off their back. And they probably literally did in, in that case. They basically mm -hmm. just took everyone in. You need a, what, do, what do you need? You need a shower? Here's a shower. You need some, they made chili. They made sandwiches. They put people up at the Gander Academy. People would give open their homes to them for the five days. They made friendships that still last to this day. And so yeah. Come From Away is the true story of that told in a musical about the all the the true story that happened uh, during those five days yeah adam was uh you know just went into that how they to this day there's people that actually go back and visit those families on 9-11 every year oh yeah just yep. thank you. i mean it's just amazing now for the people that don't know understudy that means you cover how many roles well first of all how many roles have you played in the show yeah so i have i understudied five of the six wow and i've been on for all of them of course, yeah. Yeah, so I was been on for all of them. I actually, I've, I've been on Understudy a couple of times. I did a Rock of Ages before that, which is, I think, where we met playing softball when I was in uh -huh. Rock of Ages, I think. Yep. Uh, yeah, and when I was in Rock of Ages, I covered all eight of, of wow. the guys in that one, which was a wild one. But this one is interesting because for people who have seen the show, you'll know that every person, every actor plays several different people. Like, Because the way they do it is they'll be on a plane and suddenly you're one of the passengers, but then you you know, take a jacket off and you walk over here and you're playing one of the townspeople. And also a little bit of trivia for anybody who doesn't know what come from away means. A come from away is someone who is not from Newfoundland. If you're not from mm -hmm. Newfoundland, you've come from away. So that's right. the uh, that's the name. That's what the word yeah is. Adam Adam mentioned that. Actually. Oh, that's right, of course. So yeah. So anyway, it's a crazy thing to understudy. So it's almost like you're yeah. you're it's almost like you're understudying like eighteen people, not just six, because exactly. each one plays multiple people. <laughs> yeah, that's I, right. I think I think that they were saying the Gino Carr, who originated the role of Oz, and now Paul Whitty plays it on Broadway. Um, I think his the actor plays eight people, I think, or something. I think he wow. has the he's plays the most or I, I think that's right. Something like that. So wait, so Paul took over for Gino? Oh yeah. I had no idea. Oh yeah, because you know Gino, right? Well, Gino and I went to college together. Yeah, yeah exactly. actually. You guys are... Yeah, I mean, actually I was I graduated the year he came in. So yep. never went there. We went to the same college, I guess I should have said. Yeah, but right. yes. Yeah. yeah wow. Gino did it. Gino originated, yeah. but Paul's in Paul's now. Oh, in the that's show. great. I didn't realize Paul took over for him because yeah, I yeah, obviously play softball with Paul. Anyway, of, it, it always good, comes yeah. back to softball. Always. Exactly. <laughs> now, Adam also referenced that the cast performed the show for the town of Gander before. Now, you didn't go on that day, but you were there for that, right? I was. Yeah. So How was, what was that like? It's incredible. I mean, it was just it was just amazing. And our producers, I just want to give a, a shout out to our producers because they are some of the most generous and wonderful producers that you'll ever work with. They flew everyone there and not just the cast. They flew when I'm saying everyone. I think there were 80 people. Wow. Do you mean like the all, crew, the the crew, every, spot operators, um, the people who work for the company, the costume people? They flew all of us to Gander, oh. Newfoundland for four days before we went to Toronto because we did the the, um, right. the out-of-town in Toronto, the pre-Broadway run. That's what run. I thought. That's what yep. I thought, yeah. So the four so wait, days... So, so let's just recap. These yep. are producers that before basically they made a dime because who knew? We did, At that point, you didn't even know if the show was going to be a hit, right? Nope, not at all. 
That's right. Wow, that's amazing. It's really so, incredible. Okay. Like the junkyard dogs, and you know, they're they're just amazing. Sue Frost <laughs> and Randy Adams and Kenny Alhadaf, they're just unbelievably generous, wonderful people. And so they brought us all to Gander. So because they wanted us all to know what it was like. And we mm. met all the real people, everyone. We went to the Dover Fault with Nick and Diane, where they fell in love when they sing the song Stop the World in the show. I was there with Nick and Diane on at oh the Dover Fault, looking over the Dover Fault. We went to the Tim Hortons, where they, they referenced in the show Oz, Oz Fudge, the cop in Newfoundland, actually made Gino an honorary cop for the day and took him in the cruise, took him around in the crew. He was an honorary police officer in Gander for the day and took around in the cruiser. We went to the Academy and Beulah showed us around. It was just, it was incredible. Met Claude, the mayor, nuts. It was crazy. That's amazing. And so then we went to Toronto with all that loaded up so that when we were working on the show, we had this, we all had this really, really special connection to it. And honestly, when we opened on Broadway, they flew all the real people in and surprised the cast and they did a curtain call with them. That's incredible. Holy cow. I did not remember that. This is is a, when you talk about family and heart place and all that, the, the show resonates top down with the production. There's everyone is just wonderful and it it resonates. It's really, really cool. Well, we can't thank you enough for being here to be a part of this episode because the special episode. So real quick, we want to give more shout outs. Now, what's coming up? So people may have seen or may not have seen, but they're uh, they're filming it like they did Hamilton. They're going to, you know, I'm an understudy, so I will be involved in some capacity, whatever, whatever that is. And I'm just I mean, the, the response when they announced it from people out there just saying how I can't think of another show that I would rather see right now based on this past year that we've gone through. Mm -hmm. It's all about coming together and just friendship and compassion and overcoming outrageous obstacles. And so it's just, it just feels, it's going to feel very, very cathartic for a lot of people. I think like it always does when people go see the show, it feels cathartic, but I think particularly right now with the year we've had, I think it's going to be really welcome. So I'm really excited. Now when's that coming out? Hopefully. I think I'm not sure they want to try to air it in the fall. I mean, they're I think they're shooting for September 11th, which would be oh, wow, of I course. mean, just next level special. And obviously, mm-hmm. it's going to depend on all the posts and everything. But I think that that is what they're shooting for. So we'll we'll see what happens. And you have to like go up. Where are they filming it? In New York, at, in our at our theater. That'll be really that, special. Oh, no, that alone, I have not been in. So on March 12th, when we got the call that said uh, don't come in tonight because we're going to close for a month. Yeah. A uh, month. Yeah. Right. The call. <laughs> I will have not been, my dressing room will be a, a time capsule. I have yeah. never been back. Oh, wow. So it's just going to be sitting there. I'm, I'm assuming my coffee's going to be cold. But <laughs> hard to, <laughs> that's going to be, that's hard to say. There's probably, in there too. Sure. there's probably an unfinished crossword, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So it's going to be really special, even just to walk back in the building and see, and see everyone. We will have quarantined together, so we'll be able to do the show together and like just to hug people like, it's going to feel it's going to feel really nice because we haven't seen each other some people have sort of satellite seen each other a little here and there yeah right but right. we have not been in the same room together and the weird thing was is that when broadway closed down it was without real warning they they didn't mm-hmm. say oh yeah you know it was thursday afternoon the march 12th where we were yeah. where we just found out in the afternoon and they didn't say come in tonight it's your last show grab your stuff say goodbye they said don't come in so yeah. it was yeah it was just Okay, and then we yeah. didn't see each other for what will be a year and like a month. Yeah, wow. it's crazy. And That's I remember gonna be so special. I'm getting gonna goosebumps be. just thinking about it. <laughs> I know. So do, so do I actually. It's gonna be really beautiful. I'm really. And so really they're excited. and so they're bringing you all up to quarantine, right, and all that safe yep. stuff. 
yeah, yep, okay. they're doing good, good, good. the whole thing is I mean, that's what they're working on right now is they're going to have crazy strict COVID protocols. It's just sure, going to be sure. very, very well handled and everyone's going to be safe. They're working alongside equity and scientists right. and all that kind of stuff to figure out exactly how we how we do this properly and all that. But sure, um, sure. Wow. But everybody's I'm not, I mean, everyone's so excited. It's going to be it's going to be great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tony, we're going to have to have you come back on sometime because I bet you have some great rock of ages stories too i mean playing oh. that many roles but exactly i mean we'll have, but we'll grab a couple of beers for that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> right but, those uh, stories go way better with beer yeah yeah right right <laughs> well so littles obviously keep an eye out for the movie come from away coming up uh, again thank you for coming on because i i wanted to tie it all together i wished i could have had you on when we interviewed adam that would have been so cool but yeah. uh you know schedules just didn't work out unfortunately i'm glad you were here for the rest of the episode and before we go just some quick birthday shout outs sydney poitier is 93 hello Whoa. 93 yeah he had a house up where i grew up he had like this mansion it was really cool stuyvesant and that's where this place was. Amazing, amazing stuff. Charles Barkley, 57 today. Sidney Crawford, 54. And of course, hello, happy birthday, Crystal Lizza. And uh, <laughs> for all the littles. And we did want to say quick shout out to Mary Faye Randolph for doing a great job with the Friday Five. I know normally sometimes we do that on, on these days, but you know, with Tony here, we just wanted to go into Come From Away. But good job on you. We will be using one of your questions on future interviews for our loyal littles for sure. So thank you, Mary Faye. And uh, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod and on our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget, if you listen to us on iTunes or Apple, please, please, please rate, review, reply. Thank you, as always, for retweeting our episodes. That's how we're going to get the word out. Hey, Littles, since last episode, we had over 50 more follows. So we're doing really good. So we appreciate all that. You tweeting things out is getting the word out. So more Littles are enjoying these episodes. So anyway, thank you, Roxy. Thank you, Tony, again for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. All right, all you loyal Littles. And remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, use, use the, the code. code. What the hell does that mean? I pinned you to
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. Oh, yeah.